This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. I seriously love BetterHelp so much. They're one of my favorite sponsors, and I will tell you why I love them so much. When I started this podcast, I was going through a really rough time. I'm talking drug relapse, drug addiction, drug abuse, relationship issues, anxiety, depression. I was going through one of the craziest moves of my life, so therapy really helped me get through a lot of that. And online therapy is, in my opinion, even better than going to a therapist's office because, let's face it, our lives have changed the last year or so, and I just feel like online therapy is the best way to go. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist, and you can start communicating with them in less than 48 hours. They really do match you with, with a therapist so quickly. It takes, in my case, less than 24 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. And there's a broad range of expertise available, which might not really be locally available in all areas. The service is available for clients worldwide, and it's super easy to access your account. You can log in, you can send a message to your counselor really at any time you want, and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, whatever you prefer. I like to do phone sessions sometimes because sometimes I like to, to go on a walk when I, go on, when I do my therapy sessions. It's really up to you. Traditional therapy can come with kind of a stressful energy attached to it. So I really love how BetterHelp is really controlled by the, the patient. If you want to connect with your therapist and communicate something with them, they have a journal feature, which I absolutely love. This journal feature has the option of sharing your journal entries with your therapist, but if you want to keep them totally uh, private and anonymous towards yourself, you don't have to share them with your therapist. But I really like this feature because for many of us, starting fresh with a new therapist gives us a lot of anxiety and it can trigger us. Um, so if you feel like that, you're not alone. I felt the same exact way because let's face it, a new therapist has to ask questions and try to get on the same page as where their client is. And sometimes rehashing our, our history of trauma and all the details can become kind of exhausting and a little bit annoying. So what I do when I start with a new therapist, like I did on BetterHelp, is I use the journal feature and I wrote kind of a lengthy email explaining to the therapist where what I've been through in the last few years, where I'm at right now, what I'm looking for in therapy, and what kind of therapy I've done, what kind of therapy I'm interested in, and what I'd like um, out of a therapist. So this is super important. If starting with a brand new therapist gives you panic or anxiety or stress, 
This is the most stress-free approach you could possibly do. I love how they matched me with someone with the experience and qualifications that I asked for. I personally asked for a therapist who had some experience with eating disorders, depression, and relationship trauma. Once BetterHelp matched me with my therapist, she messaged me right away and then I scheduled my first session with her for that week. The process is easy, effortless, and stress-free. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. So if you're going through a hard time right now, and let's face it, so many of us are, whether it's emotional turbulence, depression, anxiety, relationship issues, LGBTQ issues, whatever it is, body image, self-esteem, BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit betterhelp.com vibe. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, and join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Vibe within listeners, you get 10% off of your first month of online counseling at betterhelp.com slash vibe. That's betterhelp.com slash vibe. Betterhelp.com slash vibe. Go start online therapy. DM me on Instagram. Let me know how it's going. And I hope that you get the help, the support, and the healing that you deserve. How very much I've loved you. How very much I've tried my best to give you the good life. Welcome to the Vibe Within Podcast. I'm your host, Gab Cohen. Each week, we will connect through stories and conversations about wellness, yoga, addictions, spirituality, mental health, rituals, and everything in between. The goal is to transform our traumas into strengths to create the change we desire in our lives. My mission is to help others by shining awareness on real-life topics so we can learn new ways to heal physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Whatever you are going through in this moment, you are not alone, so let's connect and heal our vibe within. everybody doing um i am recording this uh in my room with my cat and if you guys could see me right now uh, i look crazy i have like face masks and serums and creams and all this crazy shit on my face but it's it's what i do i drink my tea and i enjoy having my facial routine ritual and my cat is sitting here staring at me because he has a major staring problem and he's he's my he's my best friend so yeah i want to let you guys know that this episode is all about sex and i do not have a filter in this episode at all so you might not want to play this around people um or maybe just put on your headphones because I'm going all in. I'm going to be vulnerable. I'm going to, you know, answer some questions as well. 
that you guys sent in about sex and I'm really excited for you guys to hear it because it's it's a really good one um so I actually taught a class tonight at Equinox and I was amazed by the energy that was in the class I was just like blown away it was it was incredible and it's funny because there was a lot of males in in the class and to be honest at Equinox there's always kind of a lot of males in my yoga classes because I teach power yoga like very intense um it you know it's it's fast paced and everybody loves it like that's what gets people going and they they really enjoy that that kind of flow at Equinox at least and it's funny because this this episode that you're tuning into is all about sex and I kind of pick apart um male energy and you know different perspectives and angles and stuff but I want to say this up front that there's a, a difference between sexual energy and spiritual energy and when I step into the yoga space and, and the, the room is filled with men, I actually get super excited because that energy is so different than a room full of women who are practicing yoga together. It's nice to have a mix because you really need both energies to balance out the room. So I love teaching at Equinox because usually it's it's pretty much 50-50, I would say. there's It's 50-50 men, women, which is amazing. It's it blows my mind um and i love when i step into the yoga space and i feel that male energy because it almost like puts it sets the tone it sets the tone for the for the class and like the class is usually like very strong powerful positive hard working like that's the energy that males put into the practice especially males who are new to yoga like they don't want to look like they're suffering they don't want to look look like they're being challenged and a lot of these people who go to equinox they lift weights they're in crossfit you know they're in they're in amazing shape but yoga is so different so it's really fun for me to see how challenging yoga can be for them and i'm not saying that i in any way like laugh at them or anything like that it's just really fun for me to see how strong these people are but when they step on the yoga mat it's a completely different energy so it's just kind of cool to think of it like that so um today i also listened to an episode of almost 30 it's a podcast that like i am obsessed with and if you guys haven't you know heard of it go check it out i'm always posting episodes in my stories on my instagram um if you guys don't follow me on Instagram, my Instagram is Gypsy Love Flow, and I'm always posting inspiration on in my stories. Um, but I I re-listened to an episode with them, and they're interviewing Jenna Zoe, who talks about the human design um, whole theory, and she really broke it down. And today it really seeped in, and I I absorbed it, and now I know that I'm a manifesting generator. So if you're interested, go check out my stories, um, and you'll see. Chances are, every day I'm I'm posting about almost thirty. I will try to put in the show notes what episode it is that I'm talking about. Um, but it's amazing, and basically this is what she said, um, especially about manifesting generators and our energy so our vibe is is very easily transmuted to others so sometimes like 
you know especially around the holidays like this is this really resonates with me right now um if we're not feeling solid about going to a gathering or being with family or going to that birthday party or whatever it's probably just best if we stay with our own energy because our energy is very readable to others so like about not wanting to be around family during the holidays, I'm, I'm beginning to not, you know, be so ashamed of that because sometimes for a manifesting generator, when you step into a space that you feel uncomfortable or irritable or, you know, angry, it's just not, it's not good for, for the other people who are around you. Um, we really hold our emotions on our shoulder. It's, it's a roller coaster. So, it makes complete sense um, and we shouldn't feel guilty for not wanting to step away from our life and our flow and our routines, especially if it's going to shake our emotions and, you know, just make things a little bit too toxic for us. Like if, if we know that we're going to go to a dark place with our energy by putting ourselves in a triggering setting, then it's probably better for both parties to stay um, with our own energy and, and not put that on other people um we're all going through different phases of our lives and there's going to be some phases that we just feel like we need to protect our energy and we don't want to I personally don't want to transmute any any heaviness or dark energy that I'm going through right now on anybody else that doesn't make me feel good at all it makes me feel like a shitty person so instead of putting ourselves in boxes we can just allow ourselves to feel okay with the decisions that we've been making and whatever so this episode again it's all about sex or their lack of (laughs) I was really loving all the questions and comments that I got today in my Instagram Um, I love you guys so much it's so dope that we're connecting in this way Um, so in this episode we're going to talk about being spiritual and you know being in spiritual seclusion or solitude um, going a long time without sex finding finding someone that you want to have sex with um, bad sex you know maybe we don't have a sex drive like these are all the topics that we're going to be getting into in this episode so I really hope you enjoy it uh, if you don't follow me on Instagram already, my Instagram is Gypsy Love Flow, G Y P S Y Love Flow, and yeah, let's get into it. All righty, sex. How? What does that word mean anymore? Um, there's so many things that come along with that word, and it's such a loaded word. So we're gonna dissect it and talk about it. Um, it's been on my mind. I've been wanting to do a podcast about this topic for a very long time, and I'm just tired of being in this bubble. Um, I've been in spiritual solitude for what it feels like over a year, and I'm not saying that I've gone a year without sex. I have had sex um, maybe a handful of times, nothing crazy, like, you know, really not that many times at all. And I'm, I'm not ashamed at all. It's actually helped me grow. It's helped me connect to my, my truths, my passions, my desires. It's helped me have a clear way to manifest things into my life. And it's just, 
It's just a different way of living when you're not always thinking about sex. So my question for you is, you know, do you have a lot of sex? Do you not have a lot of sex? We're going to get into that. Um, I think that we all go through phases too where, you know, maybe when we're going through like a breakup, we're going to go through a couple months post breakup and we're going to start just sleeping around or, you know, like going out, hooking up, kissing, just going out and trying to mingle with men or women or just energy. You know what I mean? Like you have like a craving for new energy because you're trying to get your your mind away from the heavy breakup that you're going through. So if that's something that you're going through right now, maybe maybe you're in that that um, that shift in your life and you know, it's just nice to be aware of, of where we're at right now. I personally haven't been in a relationship since last uh, October. Uh, I broke up with my ex last late October and so it's been over a year. And honestly, I I feel more clarity. I feel less depressed. I feel less anxious than I ever have because when you're in a relationship, it's like not only your mind that's that's scoping in and zooming in to every aspect of yourself, it's another person's lens. And you have no idea what that person's lens even, even looks like. So it's hard to have two sets of eyes and two minds picking apart um, everything that you're doing in, in a, even if it's constructive, even if it's positive, like sometimes it's just not healthy, especially if you're not in a good state of mind, like being in a relationship isn't going to solve anything. And even if the sex is amazing, that's just putting a band-aid on your own self-love and your own inner work that you need to be doing. Like, believe me, there there has been a relationship in my life that the sex was amazing and that was pretty much the only thing that was like the string holding me on. Um, I felt like if I left him, then I was never going to find a partner who wanted to please me like he did or took the initiative or, you know, somebody who I felt was comfortable with. And that's that's just not the case. Like we can't just settle and even if the sex is great it doesn't mean that we should just put our life in on hold and just that's that's where we stay just because the sex is good like there's so much more to life than good sex I mean I know that sounds crazy to some of you probably who maybe sex is a huge part of your life right now um but it it used to be a huge huge part of my life too and I think it's just all about phases and it's everything is a phase um it's funny because even, you know, even though I feel great when when I go months or maybe I have gone, I think I have gone a, a full year without sex. When I, when I moved to Miami, actually, um, four years ago, I think I went a year without sex, I'm pretty sure. Um, but anyways, it's funny because the, the subconscious mind actually knows that it needs sex at, at one point, and it's, it's usually around, like, the moon cycle, like... If there's any guys listening to this, you know what? This this episode might actually help you um, in your relationship with your girlfriend um, or boyfriend or whatever. Um, this episode is is getting into the nitty gritty, but I think that all men should, you know, hear the truth. 
So, um, yeah, back to what I was saying. Um, it's funny because around the moon cycle, um, there's a period of time that the woman is is aroused and is wet, quote unquote. And like, if you are, if you ever read the Woman Code, the book, um, or you download the app, it's I think it's called Flow. Um, it it gets into that and how certain certain times of the month like you are really horny and then when you're actually on your period you're not horny and you're not wet at all like so that's why it's it's so annoying like when you think about times that you've been like having sex or you know just having having a moment with your partner and like they think that you're not turned on and it's like this whole thing but really it's because your body isn't biological like biology it's like it's science you know what I mean like I don't know how to explain it but anyways yeah so when your body craves sex and like you're it knows that it's not getting sex this is what's happened to me in in my dreams I I will get a wet dream every now and then like when I absolutely I think when my body just really needs sex and there have been a few times that I actually like climaxed in my dream and I'm like okay thanks universe (laughs) thank you don't have to do any work but um like I said it doesn't happen all the time but when the body really truly does need that I think that it will happen and there's there's ways to induce a wet dream as well like if you sleep with certain crystals or maybe like do a meditation or wear certain oils like if you're interested in that like definitely put in put in a little bit of time and research because you'd be surprised how easy it can be to manifest um amazing loving sexual dreams um just the other day i was actually in the sauna with one of my co-workers at the spa he's a massage therapist and he's super super cool um he's probably not listening to this so (laughs) but he said um that the feeling he gets from the sauna is better than sex and i literally laughed out loud because i've legit had this thought so many fucking times like i would honestly rather go for a run and use the sauna after and that to me feels so invigorating and so like this energy that you get from from the from the running and then from the relaxation it's like adrenaline and then it balances it out so for some of you you probably think that I sound insane but it's true like I feel such a euphoric and like I, I feel a lot of pleasure from from these things and to me like I just can't waste my energy anymore I I can't waste my energy with someone who I barely know I I don't enjoy bringing a random guy to my house anymore that's just not my vibe like my room is my sanctuary and and if I do bring a guy over whether he's just a friend or not and if he comes into my room that means that like I really trust him and like his energy is dope as fuck and like you know, there's no weirdness. I don't let anybody in my room unless unless they're on my vibe. So things have definitely changed over the years, and I'm 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 grateful. But yeah, I just can't waste my energy on on someone who has no idea my internal energy. Um, and I think that the collective and our generation is finally starting to wake up to this as well like I'm not alone here I think that a lot of people are are thinking the same 
the same way. So I'm trying to bring all these issues to the surface. But um, let's take it back uh, a little bit. So I'm not going to get deep into this, but I do want to brush on it. Um, Sexual trauma um, that has happened in our past that's what's going to trickle into our lives and our relationships and our body language and our sex lives it just it just is what it is and i'm not going to get super into this because i want to save this for another episode um but you know i do have a little bit of sexual trauma that happened um when i was in college when i was in art school and when i'm ready i'm i'll speak about it um i think i've spoken about it on my Instagram a while ago I'm not really sure but it's basically a me too story and you know I'm not gonna get into that right now I feel like that's that deserves uh its own episode actually so that'd be really cool if you guys wanted to send me in some of your me too stories like short you know not super long but like short and sweet um written um and I could go through them if you don't mind and I can maybe we can make it a collective a sharing of our me too stories that we can feel not so alone but anyways um so yeah this can mold the way that we that we act so during college I did sleep around quite a bit it just happened naturally like there's something that happens between the ages of 18 to 22 when you just don't give a fuck like self-energy is not even a thing and you know you might just lose yourself a little bit to be honest like it's really easy to get wrapped up in the party scene when when you're in college and I went to art school so everybody was getting fucked up like it didn't even feel like we were really in college it felt like an extension of high school um I would rather I would have rather like pulled an all-nighter drinking and doing drugs and having sex with somebody I barely knew and then setting up the next day for failure rather than like sitting in and working on some projects and like don't get me wrong this was just a small phase during my art school career like it was the beginning and then towards the middle and end I really did amazing like I, I created an amazing portfolio and I was like super engaged but um I was like basically a sex addict throughout high school throughout college um now that I'm thinking about it like I truly genuinely think that I was a sex addict and um yeah it's just crazy like how things have changed um but I think that when you're when you're a younger age like that sex is more important and that's that goes into the forefront that's that's pushed into the front of the folder So the lifestyle that I was in during college, you know, very well conditioned itself into my life that I'm that I'm in right now. We don't realize, but the habits we have, like in a short, dark period of our lives can completely fuck up our lives in the long run. Just like how people say, you know, if you're going to smoke like, you know, down the road, you're going to have all these health issues or, you know, if you're going to keep eating unhealthy down the road, you're going to have a heart attack, you're going to have a stroke. If you keep doing drugs, all your teeth are going to fall out. You're going to have rotting, decaying teeth. It's like, think about it. If we have a negative way of living and we have a negative sexual pattern, that is going to trickle into our lives down the road and it's not going to go anywhere 
uh, unless we do the internal work to change our perspective and to change the way that, that we actually feel about sex. So I still have a lot of work to do, but this is just me putting myself out there, being vulnerable, and letting you guys know that, you know, there is always going to be confusion around this topic. Um, So, like, you know, drinking and being high every time I had sex, that made me subconsciously not able to be sober when I had sex ever. Um, It's not like I did it on purpose, but every time that I had sexual intercourse in art school, I was under the influence of drugs and alcohol. I don't think I had sober sex um, between the ages. I, I don't think that I had sober sex until I was, uh, let's see, maybe like 25, 26. Uh, so that's, that's really crazy um, to have the majority of, of my sexual, I don't want to say career, but my sexual life, um, I was never sober having sex. I mean, it just doesn't seem right. It's it's so fucked up. But um, this is something that so many of us are struggling with, and I still am struggling with currently, and I think that's part of the reason why I don't want to have sex, because I am quote-unquote sober now and I'm I'm not putting myself in the box of like I I don't go to meetings and none of that like if I want to go out and have a drink I'll go out and have a drink I just don't have any desire to and I was never addicted to alcohol and I was never addicted to drugs I was addicted to um getting out of my mind I was addicted to stepping away from the sober mindset like I, I was never physically or biologically addicted to a certain substance um and if I was it was very very minor it wasn't anything crazy um so I so I have had a few relationships between the ages of 22 to 27 and each one has had its ups and downs and each one had benefits as well as its own toxicity but like each relationship was built on this unhealthy connection I had with sex and when you build something on on something that's not sturdy it's just gonna keep getting more and more heavy um I don't really feel comfortable enough I didn't feel comfortable enough um having sex with somebody unless I was high on drugs, alcohol, or both. It was it was better if I was on both because then, that, then it was just so easy, you know what I mean? And I think that I was still learning what sex was and I, I just enjoyed getting out of my mind with the drugs and then feeling connection with somebody. It didn't matter really if I knew them or not. Um, but And I also always did protected sex I, I I was never into the unprotected like you know worry next day no fuck that shit I, I love my body way too much to let a stranger have sex with me and possibly get me pregnant like I at least in that sense I was very aware and very um in charge like I never I never allowed that to happen so good job gab um 
anyways uh yeah our our past traumas our past sexual traumas rather um they embed themselves into our psyche like it's just it's just nature it's second nature and like sometimes I wonder if I'm subconsciously punishing myself for the situation that I got myself into um the situation my me too story um because I was so ashamed and I I honestly was like made to feel guilty for for it happening people didn't even believe me they didn't even take me seriously and I'm pretty sure that a couple of my friends joked around and told my my most recent ex-boyfriend that I was asking for it or that it was my fault because I was like a slut or something and it's just so fucking heavy dude it's just it's just nuts but um like let's fast forward to right now and I actually really enjoy being celibate and not having sex um I it's nice like I feel whole I feel clean and connected to a safe place and when I when I do you know feel a little bit like lonely or like oh it'd be nice to go and have sex with somebody I quickly remember like that's gonna set you back and that's not gonna really do anything for you I mean it would be nice to meet somebody awesome who's on my vibe and have sex with but like if I go out to a bar or 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 to an event and I go into it with like the expectation that I'm gonna meet somebody who vibes with me perfectly that's like putting myself in into failure like this is Miami um I don't really vibe with the guys here so that probably would not happen (laughs) um to me like sex is just overrated at this point and I I find much more happiness and and contentment by focusing on myself um being selfish in that sense and relearning and rewiring my brain and relearning how to love myself and that in itself is very fulfilling and pleasurable um in a different way had a couple of I guess bisexual experiences in art school but nothing uh like serious I've never dated a woman I've never had sex with a woman um I have been very attracted to girls and I really have a lot of respect for women and I I love I I think that every female can actually say this, that they find females very attractive and it's easy to, to, um, meet a woman who you don't even know and just automatically feel attracted to them because energy doesn't lie. And I feel like sometimes it's easier for me to connect and vibe with female energy. Like that's just how it is. Um, I think that the reason why I've questioned my sexuality more so this year is because I have had horrible sex partners and horrible sexual experiences, so I have that to thank for that, Um, and I'm not saying that, like, I'm the best person ever in bed, but, like, I I do think that I am awesome, and, (laughs) like you know, I'm in my late 20s. I, I've had experience and the older I get, the more aware I am of my body and there's nothing wrong with that. And I'm not saying that like I'm the best sex that anybody's ever going to have. I'm not like cocky like that. It's just, I know what I like and I know what I want. And 
if you know being pleased is that hard then maybe you know I shouldn't be wasting my time with people um there's two guys in particular who scarred me this year and like I said I doubt any males are even listening to this so fuck it um but it was legitimately the worst sex I've ever had in my life so that kind of pushed me into this this phase of not wanting to be bothered by that kind of energy like both of them had the same quality and that quality was that they weren't in it to please me at all um it was honestly like I was a fucking sex doll and I know that sounds grotesque but that's really how I felt and it got to the point where I was like okay I'm done like I'm not wasting my time and energy with someone who I know sucks in the bedroom or someone who I know that doesn't care about pleasing me like if I feel used and I feel like a sex doll after I'm having sex like that's a clear-cut sign that I'm not supposed to be having sex with that person um but what really got me and what really fucking sucks is that one of these guys was actually super cool and like fun to hang out with and we had awesome conversations and we would go to the bar and he was hilarious and he kind of had his shit together and he had his own house he was a musician he had a drum set like it's that's what's the fucked up part um especially when you're a female and like you meet somebody who's just on your vibe you're like oh my god like finally I, I met somebody awesome and then when you go and have sex with them it's like holy fucking shit I can't believe this I can't believe this it's it's sometimes hard to believe that they suck so bad at sex when they have such awesome vibes and such swag like when you're hanging out at the bar or whatever you're doing like it's almost like they're they've got two personalities um, I mean, granted, yes, I was on drugs and drinking when I had sex with both of these dudes, but still, you're still a human, and, and you should still kind of care about the person that you're having sex with, so, I mean, that was just a huge red flag, um, and it kind of scarred me to the point where I was like, okay, I'm never having sex again, like, they ruined it for me. It's terrifying how how self-absorbed men can be and so close-minded, especially um, the other guy in particular. Uh, I would, you know, s- voice my opinion and I would be like, oh, can you do this? And like, they, they he wouldn't. That is like the biggest turnoff I have ever s- like gone through in my life is like having sex with a dude and them not caring that you just put yourself out there and made yourself vulnerable to ask something like not even that big of a deal and them to say no or not do it like that's a slap in the face and that's a huge turnoff um it should be respected like if if I'm gonna ask for something maybe maybe instead of looking at at, at in a negative way like you're not doing enough maybe it's it should be transformed into, oh, wow, she feels comfortable enough to to speak out her opinion with me. Awesome. Okay. Um, 
I'm sorry guys, but no, a girl isn't going to come in 30 seconds or even two minutes. I 100% guarantee that if a girl climaxes in that time, she faked that shit and she wants you to get off of her fucking body. It's completely draining to have to fake an orgasm. It puts you in a hole, but when you're having sex that sucks like incredibly it's almost like it's torturous and instead of being tortured for another like five or ten minutes you would rather just fake an orgasm and move on with the evening or move on with the day um yeah i mean it's just as simple as that it sucks but sometimes you got to do what you got to do and it puts you in an emotional hole but at least you aren't you know continuing to have horrible sex um i'm not saying that every time a woman has sex that she has to like go and have an orgasm but you know there have been times that i've had sex and i didn't have an orgasm but it was still enjoyable like it it was it was like a fun time it was a nice exchange of energy um that's what people don't understand is like it's not all about the orgasm like that's a huge part of it but there's a difference between feeling like a sex doll and feeling like a partner actually gives a fuck that you're you're a human with feelings it's as easy as that and what's to go back on you know this these two guys who like scarred me what's funny is that these guys had like the biggest egos in a way and they had the worst sex swag ever it's just hilarious like and I'm not saying that size even matters. It's it's the game. It's it's the energy. It's the sex. It's the swag. Like there's there's a swag about it. And like if it's awkward and if it's just like a pounding and then like that's it. They just want to get off. Like I'm sorry. Can you get the fuck away from me? That's just like so unattractive. And maybe when you're 18, 19, 20, 21, whatever that's like fun and like you feel like you're getting the the right amount of attention or the right kind of attention but like that's what's that's what is trauma and that continuing to have sex like that is going to ingrain sexual trauma in your head even if you don't realize it there's there's no worse turnoff than than a guy just not giving a fuck and just just worried about himself uh, I feel so bad for, for the girls who are sleeping with those two guys. Like, I'm sure that they've realized. Before we get into the next part of the episode, I wanted to talk about a CBD product that I really love and that's helped me a lot through this whole year, and it's Thought Cloud. Thought Cloud is one of the first CBD companies that I've really dove into and I love their tinctures. Uh, Not only do they have tinctures, but they have topicals like coconut oil that has CBD in it, they have facial wash, they have a, a green mud face mask that has been helping me get through my hormonal acne journey. They have edibles and they also have smokables as well so they have um, vapes and vape oil my favorite tincture is the original CBD 
1500 milligram green and black bottle and it's mixed with coconut oil. It tastes really light and airy and fresh. Um, it's been helping me a lot with my lower back pain, with insomnia, and it actually helped me get through one of the most intense summers of my life because if you didn't know, I broke my arm in July and I had to go through surgery. I have metal and plates in my arm now and I'm still recovering, but Thought Cloud really helped me get through, you know, those first couple months when I was in so much pain. I, it was hard to get through the night, to be honest, and I was I was on pain medications too, but um, just having having a, a high dose of CBD really helped kind of just level me out emotionally and it helps with inflammation it helps with so many things so if you're looking to broaden your cbd collection go over to thought cloud um, on their instagram it's thought cloud and i'll spell it out for you t-h-o-u-g-h-t-c-l number zero u-d so it's Thought Cloud on Instagram, and they have sales every now and then. And you can use my discount code Gypsy Love Flow at checkout for a discount. And that code is Gypsy Love Flow, all one word, G Y P S Y L O V E F L O W. Thought Cloud, go check them out. So when me and my sister went to San Diego for her birthday, um, something really funny happened. Uh, we were at a bar, and this girl came up to me. She was completely shit-faced, blackout drunk, and came up to me and started hanging on me. And um, long story short, just to make this short and sweet, she asked me if I was a lesbian, and I said, no, I'm not. And she looked at me up and down like like she couldn't believe it. And then she walked away, like all pissed off and drunk. And my sister was sitting there and we just we just laughed about it because it's like, wow, like you had she, that girl had really big balls to just come up to me and ask. But then it made me wonder, like, OK, um, do I look like do I put off that vibe? Do I? Do I look like I'm into girls? I mean, I was wearing a beanie and my hair was straightened. Does that mean that, like, I'm into girls? I don't know. It just made me think, like, am I port am I putting out that energy and is that why I'm not meeting any, any dudes here? Like, have I gone <laughs> so far to the no-sex realm that now I'm portraying to be a lesbian? Like, it really makes me wonder. But, um... Moving on to a new topic real quick um, about male energy and having male energy in the home. Um, one of my roommates is a lesbian and she's awesome. I fucking love her. She's she's really dope energy and I feel like when I when I met her, it was almost like I had known her in a past life. So it was just really nice to have have a roommate who is on the same vibe as me. Um, but we, we talk about this a lot about how we don't necessarily enjoy when 
when there's random dudes in the house um, and not just in, in our house right now, but just in the past, like we've had situations in the past and we don't, we don't like when there's random males in the house with their energy. Like our house is girly. It's three girls. And even to this day, I get cranky and uncomfortable when, when a roommate has their boyfriend over to cook or whatever, like, um, we were just talking about how, like, when we come home, we were in this, like, bubble that we don't really want other people to see us in. Like, no makeup, hair up, pajamas, wearing our underwear, making tea, face mask. Like, we kind of look crazy. And we, this is our safe space. This is our safe zone. And, like, to have somebody's boyfriend just come into our space and with no with no like warning or anything like that it it just kind of sucks and like I'm sure this happens to so many people but like I guess it's it's not healthy to to judge uh to have to judge somebody whose boyfriend's gonna come over it's just that we feel very bombarded at times and like there have been times when I'm like walking around the house half naked with a face mask on and like then I have to like go run in my room um so it just sucks but that's like a little tangent that I wanted to go on. My question, um, now that we're getting a little bit towards the end, um, are we entering a phase of life that thrives around sexualizing everything and a society based around beauty and hotness, but at the same time, are we entering a phase where we're craving more than just sexual energy and that exchange? Um, I feel like it's becoming more important to receive emotional connection rather than sexual. And I think that people are going to agree um, about that. I just think that things are becoming different now. And as much as we're all focused on the, you know, our the way that we look and sexualizing our body and and staying young and all this like I feel like our generation is becoming obsessed with our physical appearance and we're becoming less obsessed with the action of sex so I think I fall into this category for sure I think that I look better than I have in years Um, I'm healthier than I than I that I ever have been and um, I've been fixing my gut health and my skin and eating healthy and everything Um, and at the same time I'm having the least amount of sex that I've ever had so I look great I feel great and I'm also having the least amount of sex that I've ever had and I feel like those two things are connected so it's not just a coincidence that I feel most the most aligned to myself as I ever have been and I have had uh, very very little sex this year and I'm, I'm not ashamed of it at all actually um, I would much rather feel good in my body and my energy rather than feel icky and grimy and used and not satisfied and this is why I feel like sex is overrated um and it's just been on my mind a lot recently and now I'm gonna go into some questions 
I asked you guys to write in a few sentences what's going on in your sex life or, you know, what's what's your perspective on sex. And you guys gave me a few questions, so I'm going to get into it. Um, curious how you feel about the risk versus benefits of energy exchange during casual sex. I'm not going to say who asked this because, you know, privacy is cool sometimes. Um, casual sex, I mean, I, I think I spoke a little bit about casual sex. I don't think that there's anything wrong with casual sex. I think that if you have a good feeling about somebody and you feel comfortable with them and you truly feel like you're on the same vibe um, and it's not going to leave you feeling depleted of energy, then go for it. Like, go have some casual sex and, and let your, let you let yourself feel good um and it's about both sides feeling good so if you can if you have somebody in your life who makes you feel comfortable who you can have casual sex with i mean go for it just don't don't get too attached if you feel like they're not the one for you forever because like i said sex is awesome but good sex shouldn't be like in the driving seat it shouldn't you know take the wheel and be like okay well this is what has to happen in your life because you're having good sex with that person like separate yourself from that um i guess is what i have to say um a lot of people commented and said that they that they're over it that they're not really like horny and and they're not into it um one person said honestly I lost any sex drive. I guess I'm at the over it stage and I can definitely relate to that (laughs) for sure. Um, It's a good thing. Um, Let's see. How to accept a partner's sexually casual past. Um, I would just say like the past is the past and maybe just have that conversation, like have an open conversation about sex and then leave it at that leave their past in the past know where you guys stand um obviously you know if you guys are being uh straightforward with each other that's going to make you guys feel better about anything and you want to make sure that they're not sleeping around still so it's it's a valid conversation to have there's nothing wrong with that but definitely people change like for example me um, if, if I had a guy come into my life right now and we were to talk about my sexual past, I'm sure that they would judge me. I'm sure that they would say, oh, wow, you were a whore. You were a slut. Okay, whatever. Like, everybody goes through that phase. I don't live in the past anymore, and I, I, don't, I don't label myself, and people change. People are able to, to change and better themselves. Um... One person said, I haven't had sex in a long time, and that is bothering me. I'm sure you're not alone here. I'm sure, like, so many people who are listening right now are in the same boat. Um, but I think that it's a blessing in disguise because I feel like if if you're not having sex and you haven't had sex for a while, chances are you just need to focus on yourself. And then when, when somebody comes into your life who you feel comfortable with... Um, then it'll be right and you'll know. But I think that the universe helps us out in times like these and knows that if, you know, if we need to focus on ourselves, then maybe they, the universe 
isn't going to drop people into our lives that's going to make us feel tempted to have really horrible sex with. So that's my two cents. Um, A lot of you guys are in the same boat. Um, That sex is physically vulnerable and that you're focusing on yourself and that, you know, you're healing your emotional being and sex hinders that. And I think that's really really awesome that you're that you're aware of that and that you're making the steps to focus on yourself um i really appreciate you guys and putting your energy into your comments and your questions and i i hope that this episode helped put things into perspective and kind of made you feel not so alone in the sex or the not sex apart department uh and wherever you are in your spirit, spiritual journey or your sex journey or your self-love and healing journey, um, this is the conversation that we shouldn't feel ashamed to have. I think we need to, we need to find people in our lives that we feel comfortable enough to have conversations around sex and sexual trauma because if we don't have these conversations now, it's just going to keep building up and building up and building up and then we're not going to know how to heal and it's going to take a really long time so it's better that we start now and if you're going through any sexual uh, trauma that happened in the past I really encourage you to go find a safe space to talk about these things whether it's a group or a therapist or a friend or writing or whatever it is and find that channel to really start moving past um anything that happened to you because you deserve to be happy you deserve to be pleased you deserve to feel good and yeah i'm gonna leave it at that love you guys thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode of the vibe within podcast it really means the world to me that you're even listening and tuning in and sharing space with me and time and connecting through real life topics that you know we need to start talking about more um if you don't follow me already follow me on instagram my instagram is gypsy love flow all one word you can message me you can dm me you can also email me my email will be in the show notes um if you have any questions concerns or topics that you want to talk about be sure to rate and review this podcast it would mean the world to me and it would really spread the word that um that this podcast even exists uh sometimes i wonder if i'm just talking to myself in my bedroom or if i'm talking to a bunch of people um but yeah rate review screenshot if you loved the episode tag me gypsy love flow on instagram send it to all your homies and your family and your friends subscribe and uh let's just keep on flowing um love you guys stay positive and we'll talk soon bye